Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Alaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And I'm on maternity leave. <laughs> um, having a baby any minute. Potentially already came by the time you guys are listening to this podcast. Um, but in any case, I am taking a little minute to put my feet up and be really hot. I mean, guys, like the dead of summer, really, really pregnant. It is just hot flash central over here. So I'm out of breath anyway. So you probably don't need to listen to that on your car stereo. But <laughs> we could not let you go a month or two without great mom brain stuff. So we have some amazing conversations. Alaria sat down with a couple of our of our old favorite experts, but also some new ones that you're going to hear from um, on all kinds of topics. And yeah, and you're going to hear me be excited <laughs> and, and listening should, with you. You should be so excited. So our guest today is Dr. Arash Akhavan, who we had on before. It's one of the episodes that you guys like really, really, really loved. He is a dermatologist here in Manhattan. I know we covered so many topics last time Dr. Akhavan was on, but what did you guys talk about this time? So we talked a lot about summer skin. We talked about sunscreen. We talked about pre-summer uh, skin, post-summer skin, all the different things that we should uh, think about. We also talked about skincare for children and making sure that we protect our kids. So Yay. here's Dr. Akaban. <laughs> Enjoy. This is a bat. Okay, uh, here on Mombrain, we always ask you to introduce yourself. So I'm Dr. Arash Akhavan, board-certified dermatologist. Um, I founded the Dermatology and Laser Group here in Midtown Manhattan, and together with my business partner, Alyssa Benedetto, have the product line ModSkin NYC. Um, it's been a pleasure to be here. So I've been hearing all of these things about the toxicity of sunscreens. And I've been like on every single website trying to read ingredients lists and everything. What is safe? What is not safe? What kinds of brands, if you feel comfortable, what kinds of brands should we be buying? Sure. Yeah. So the FDA issued a warning. It was a warning that was a little late coming. We kind of all knew a lot of the things that they were going to put in this warning statement. Um, and then it was picked up by the popular media, thankfully. So it, it got out there, which I'm happy about because it's stuff I've been telling my patients now for years, actually. Um, the good news is the two very bad ingredients aren't really found in sunscreens in the U.S., so the okay. two that they said to avoid. So you don't need to worry about that right off the bat. Then there was a bunch of very commonly used sunscreen ingredients that, like oxybenzone, for example, that they um, said we should exercise some caution about, um, that not enough data exists. And we've known for a while now that some of these um, can be hormonally active potentially if you were to have them internally. And for a long time we've been saying, yeah, but you're just rubbing small amounts on your skin. Right. What was shocking is the new data that's showing so much of it is absorbed into your blood. So um, it's a lot of uh, a lot higher blood concentrations than we were expecting. And this is especially true if you're using enough of it and right. you're reapplying the way we're telling you to reapply. And it becomes even more of a concern if you're putting it on the little people in your family because they have so much more absorption with uh, their body surface area. Sort of short answer of what's safe, kind of what I've been telling my patients all along, stick with mineral sunscreen, so zinc and titanium. 
Um, and there's lots of great products. Um, you know, if you were to use zinc and titanium mineral-based sunscreens 10 years ago, they would be disgusting. They would be sticky. You'd end up looking pale as a ghost. They're getting better and better. Um, they're becoming more cosmetic grade. They're going on sheer. They're not going on super sticky. Um, they're coming out with tints, so you can pick the tint that's appropriate for you, especially if you're putting it on your face. Um, so uh, that's kind of what I would stick with at this point right. until other ingredients come out. And other ingredients probably will come out in Europe. They have other ingredients that they use that aren't yet FDA approved in the U.S., so we can't buy them here, um, that are uh, safe in sunscreens. As far as like brands to look for, um, some of my favorites, uh, I always tell my patients I love MD Solar Sciences. Um, if you go to their mineral section, they have lots of options. They have moisturizing, not moisturizing, um, face, body for kids, for adults, the kids being no sting formulations. Um, won't sting in when it gets in their eyes. So uh, I really love that brand. Um, Blue Lizard is another brand I really love, especially for kids uh, who are active. Um, and it's it's great. It has very few added ingredients in it, so it's great for sensitive skin too, mm -hmm. so great for children. But it, the popular brands that you could buy in CVS or any drugstore, um, Dwayne Reed, your local drugstore, they are all coming out now with purely mineral-based version. So you can look at Neutrogena. They'll ha Usually the word pure is involved. So I think it's Neutrogena is pure and simple or something like that. Avino has a pure. Uh, Coppertone now has one pure, which I think is uh, newer. So you don't necessarily have to go to like super expensive, pricey brands. Um, you, can, you can definitely find drugstore brands that are zinc-based as well. And how do you know, like, how often should you reapply? About every 80 minutes is is usually the... That's what I find to be so hard, I mean, especially because I have so many kids. Yep. Is it, it is really, really tricky. It is so annoying. So one thing that you should kind of consider is trying to use barriers as much as possible and use the sunscreen only for the uncovered areas. So um, my children are still young enough that I can kind of force them into swim shirts and... It just it makes it that much easier and hats and sunglasses and you just kind of quickly do their legs and you're done. Right. No, it um, makes a difference. It makes it so much easier for the parents, honestly, also. I mean, the reapplication is so important and we just, I mean, I'm a dermatologist and time will fly by and I'll be like, oh, it's been three hours, you know. Right. It just, it's hard. Well, and also, you know, chasing them around once you get to the beach and then like the putting the sunscreen on the sandy skin yep. on the beach is like horrible. Yeah. And then also you think, I mean, you were so worried about these different ingredients. The more that you just cover their bodies, the less it, the less of the sunscreen you have to put on them. And then, you know, the, the exactly. fewer things that we're sort of concerned about, we have yeah. to. And other things like, I mean, if it's practical going out earlier in the morning, right. later in the day using umbrellas, things like that. I mean, obviously help as well. Now, I use a sunscreen, a tinted moisturizer in the morning that has a sunscreen. And I, because I don't burn, I literally don't burn, um, I'm really bad at reapplying. And it was this thing that as I was younger, I'd be like, all right, you know what? I don't burn, so I'm not going to have a problem. That's mm -hmm. not true, right? That is not true. So 
it's true that getting a burn is the worst thing you could do for your skin. Um, but anytime your skin is changing pigment, there's enough ultraviolet rays getting in that's causing a little bit of DNA damage as well. So that's going to lead to premature aging. It's going to lead to sunspots and it's going to lead to skin cancer. Um, one real thing. (laughs) Great. Sounds good for me. You know, there's a couple of products that have come out that I really like for women who wear makeup. Um, because that's another thing that I always hear is I have my makeup on. I'm not going to reapply sunscreen. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, but there's a lot of great like powder based zink based sunscreens that you can just kind of touch up your sunscreen. That's the main point of them. I found them them, like last week. It's interesting that you're bringing that up. Yeah. There's a color. I think one's called color science. That's a very very popular one. Mm-hmm. I think you buy it in Amazon. almost Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Sephora. Um, Isden is a company out of Spain um, that has great cosmetic products, um, and they have a mineral-based um, sunscreen you can touch up with. So there are good options to carry in your handbag and just kind of quickly, quickly touch up sunscreen. Oh, people always say to me, wow, you're so lucky you don't burn. You don't have to worry about it. I'm like, actually, I'm realizing as I get older that it's not because the burn reminds you, the fear of the burn reminds you to reapply. Whereas right. I'm thinking so much about my kids. Right. And then, but then you get yourself into the place where you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm worried about aging and I'm worried about moisturizing and all of these different kinds of things. And you can, what I'm learning is that you can do so much just by preventative care of really just taking care of yourself. Now, I'm somebody who I get a lot of freckles in the summer, always Mm -hmm. on my nose. And it's always it's this funny thing in the house that no matter, I mean, Alec and I have now been together for like a really long time. I don't know, like nine summers maybe at this point. And um, and he'll he'll say to me every single summer, you have freckles. And I'm like, you say this to me absolutely <laughs> every year because they only come out in the summer. Well, at now, least he's not calling them sunspots. Yeah. At least he's not calling them sunspots, right? Is that what freckles are, like tiny sunspots? <laughs> but then they go away. Yeah. How is that possible? So you just don't have, luckily enough, sun damage yet that they're permanent sunspots. I love spots. that you said yet. Yeah. Well, yes. it happens he's, to all of us He's like, let eventually. me predict it for you, you know, <laughs> like crystal ball. <laughs> hopefully never for you, but um, for most of us, eventually you start to develop some sun sunspots that stick around even in the winter and they keep getting progressively worse year after year. Um, and, you know, I'm sure if we could show anybody a picture of what they're going to look like when they're 72, that would be a great incentive a great to make them wear sunscreen every day sunscreen and reapply on. and all that. So yeah. what are things, I mean, I've, I've learned a little bit from you. You are like my, my skin guru. <laughs> I've learned from you over the years of there are things that you should do before the summer and then you take really good care of yourself and don't do, you know, in terms of like these different like laser laser facials and all these kinds of things. And then after summer, is there something that we should be doing to kind of cleanse our skin from all the damage we've yeah, done? Yeah, so a lot of the procedures that we call resurfacing, rejuvenating, they that's what they're doing. They're taking damaged skin and replacing it with new, fresh skin. So um, there's basically fractional resurfacing lasers. There's a hundred different types of them. Um, in our office, we use the Fraxel, Resurfix, PicoSure, a few of them. Um, they all work on the same premise. You're creating little tiny micro injuries in the skin, which induce new skin formation. Um, so out with the old damaged skin and with new fresh skin. Uh, definitely going to see improvements in terms of pigment issues and sunspots that new skin generations generating collagen. So you'll see improvements in your skin texture and fine lines. And there have 
been some research showing that it probably protects against skin cancer as well um, to some degree because you're replacing damaged skin with new new skin. Um, so that's a great thing. Other options, if lasers aren't available to you, the fall is a great time to do chemical peels. Same process. Um, you're applying an acid into your skin to what do you, get that same What's better, thing. to do the laser or the chemical peel, or is it just different? Because I feel like, for me, there's so many different options yeah. out there, and it's confusing. Yeah, my three sort of rejuvenating categories that I think of in terms of the surface of the skin are chemical peels, microneedling, lasers. That's kind of the order of effect with laser being the best, followed by microneedling, followed by chemical peel in terms of effect. Um, now, there, there's cost considerations that go into it. There's downtime considerations that go into it. A chemical peel is going to be relatively inexpensive, but you're going to have peeling. So for a week, you're going to have to deal with that. But by the way, I know because... I let you give me a chemical <laughs> peel, yep. and it was so funny because I mean I I am a pretty low maintenance kind of person, mm-hmm. and it was kind of it was funny. It was my I mean it was my one and only time that I've ever done a chemical peel, and then for right. like, you know, to like two weeks, your your skin is peeling. Right. But you said that if you go back and you do it again, it's not as. Scary. Right. So the first time is always the worst with a chemical peel, just because you have so much dead skin that's built right. up, you don't even realize it. From um, all those years then, of me not using, not reapplying my sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the second time you get it, a little bit easier process. But how often should you do them if you can you're do like it, really on top of it? You can do it as often as once a month. I mean, that would be excessive. Um, that would be as... That would be for safety. You could do it as often as once a month. I would say a few times a year, three, four times a year. Um, if you want to really be on top of it, would be a good number to go for. To go for. And what about these like do-it-yourself-at-home chemical peels? Because I know yeah. people who do that, and they, you know, everybody comes out of the woodwork once you're. People are like, "Why is your skin peeling?" I'm like, "Oh, I did a chemical peel," and um, and. Uh, they say, oh, I do one every single month at home. Yeah. They'll tell me this. Right. And I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. So with all those at-home things, it's it's kind of fine until it isn't. So, you know, a thousand people are going to do it and they're going to be fine. And then I'll just take that one person. And I, of course, see all the horror cases. I'm seeing right. a person with scarring, like deep, severe, emotionally distressing scarring right. from an at-home chemical peel. And then that little procedure that they did for that minor sort of tweak or beautification, um, I'm going to be treating now for two years with lasers. It's right. going to cost thousands of dollars. And, and they'll uh, never be the same. Maybe. It, it may never get to back to where it was. So you have to kind of be careful. Um, you know, there there's a... I see on Instagram all these scary things, people now doing their own filler that you can buy on Amazon, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just so scary and it's fine until they get a horrible infection. I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing is that, I mean, going to somebody who is good, it's it's worth it in the long run. You know, I mean, you can look at the different prices out there and if it's something that you're interested in, when it comes to your your body, your health, your face, yeah. um, you don't want to be uh, taking shortcuts no. because it could be really bad. And, and the thing with... Um all these cosmetic procedures, they become so readily available that now a lot of people are kind of equating them with other, because it's all for cosmetic improvement, you're equating it with makeup or hair or something like that, where, you know, hair is very important, but you can just get another cut in a few months or your makeup, you you can can take off and you can, you can take off your makeup and try again versus a filler 
can actually, if improperly placed, can make you blind. That's a permanent thing. It can make you permanently disfigured. Um, so, you know, there's a reason why you go to medical you know, school. Uh, yeah. You've had, you know, 12 years of training in these right. things. So it, it's, it's not something that should just be picked up by somebody just because they took a weekend course or they watched a YouTube video and they think right. they know how to do it. Okay. So wait, I really want to recap before the summer. What do we do to our skin? So before the summer, you can do things to prepare for the summer season. So you want your skin kind of having as minimal sun damage as possible. So some of the same procedures we do after the summer apply before the summer as well. Um, popular things that people will do just because they start thinking bathing suit season will be taking care of leg veins, taking care of like little skin imperfections that have been hiding under layers of clothing. Um, you know, obviously optional things that people can do. Uh, if you are interested in doing things like laser hair removal, that's better to do kind of plan ahead way before the summer. It's going to take multiple sessions. Um, so, you know, there, there are certain things that we prefer to do before the summer season, before you're getting a little bit more outdoor time. Well, because also, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the way that a laser works is it reads the, the color of your skin and then reads the hair follicle and then it attacks or for lack of a better term, it targets yeah. the hair follicle. So the more contrast you have between the hair and the skin, the more it works, correct? That is correct. So the laser is attracted to melanin, pigment. Um, it's attracted to the color black. So your hair has to be closer to the color black than your skin. And that's, it's going to be attracted to your hair follicles then more than your skin. And it kind of takes the person who's setting the laser settings to be sure that they've set it correctly so that they're only being attracted to the hair follicles and not your skin at all so you don't get a burn. Um, the more contrast there is, the higher we can turn the settings, the more effective the treatment will be. Now, I have done laser hair removal with you, mm -hmm. um, which was like life-changing. Um, and when I started going to you, I mean, I've, I've, I've been going to Dr. Akaban for like a long time now. Mm -hmm. We've known each other a while. Um, you didn't have the painless one. No, it used to be quite painful. It was painful, but I, yep. you know what? I was like, no numbing cream. Let's yep, just I know do you this. Being into your natural <laughs> approach to everything. Well, it's, a, it's to not like it's. It I'm yep. a pretty low maintenance person. <laughs> yep. for, and we're talking about you know cosmetics. And yep. I'm going to say I'm a pretty low maintenance person. So I was like, let's not take the 15 minutes they need to put the cream on. No, and then I remember I'd, you'd come in and I'd be like, really? Can we just put a little bit of numbing cream on? And you're like, nope, let's go. But I was tough, yep. right? You I managed are, you it. You were always fine. Yep. <laughs> um, but now you have one because like every once in a while you're you have to go in for little touch-ups right and so i have experienced the painless the, one yeah which is like really incredible how does that it work it is pretty amazing so it's this uh new laser came out last summer called the modus um ax it's this laser that works but instead of giving you all the energy in one pulse, it breaks that energy up into tiny little packets that are very rapidly delivered, five times per second. So it adds up to actually even more energy than we used to give with the old laser, so more effective than the old lasers. But because it's in these tiny little packets, you're not going to have that sort of sudden heating of the skin, which is that right. burning sensation you feel with laser hair removal. It's been so popular. I mean, that was, I think, the biggest sort of impediment to people getting, like, that's why people don't painful. want laser removal. It is so painful. Well, especially when you do your legs because mm -hmm. the legs are 
a lot, big surface. Like, yeah. you know, you do underarm and you do, you know, bikini and Brazilian, whatever, whatever shape you like. Uh-huh. Um, and that's like, it's a very small area. Right. But like the legs, it's a whole process and you get sort of fatigued during the process because it hurts. And with yeah. your legs, you can't put the numbing cream, correct? Not on the entirety of so, the legs. It's, it's too, too much, much surface area. It's too so much it's surface dangerous. area. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that, you know, I, it was it was really life changing for me um, to do particularly my underarms and and bikini area because you know no matter if so first of all like with the waxing you every three weeks you have to do it or something like that and your your entire life is just these it's just hair regrowth and it's right. not like you have no, you have no hair for like a few days and then it's just like sprouting again. Yeah. Um, and so to do this, it was just really, really incredible. And it was you at the beginning who taught me that actually shaving, which I was told that don't ever shave was better because I had been waxing for so, okay, maybe I'm wrong, but this is the way I, he's like, he's looking at me. He's like, Hmm, I don't no, think yeah, I, I don't ever think said that. <laughs> he's like, no, no, incorrect. But I'm, I'm very curious incorrect. to hear this. Let's okay. See. So All this right. is what you're saying. So this is, this is my, this okay. is my, uh, my, uh, Brazilian waxing confessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you, so I was waxing for so many years. I used to do it myself. You know, I, I did, I couldn't afford to go and get it done. So right. I would be like a teenager right. and I bought like the little kit yep. and I literally would give myself a Brazilian, mm-hmm. like my leg up in the air and people, I tell people this and they're like, Oh my God, I can't yep. imagine doing that. But, but I was, you know, very committed. Gotta do it. Gotta do I it. was yep. very committed. So I did it. <laughs> yep. And then I had been doing that for so many years. And then when I got to you, it was this thing of like because I'd been ripping out the hair follicle, follicles, I the laser those ones had to regrow in order for the laser to get. Yes, okay, I remember what you're talking so about. So yep. I sh- I had to shave for a while and not yeah. wax. In order for laser hair removal to work, you ha- do have to stop waxing because there has to be a hair root there for the laser to actually work on. Um, so I don't think in general that waxing or shaving one's better than the other necessarily. Um, you know, one may work better for one person right. and they'll get more ingrowns, whatever works for any person. But once you start the laser hair removal process, you can't wax you can't anymore. Wax. Yeah, okay, you can't wax, you can't thread, See, we came, we came to, I've been yeah. telling everybody for years, <laughs> just shave, don't wax. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Akavan said so, apparently not true. Apologize yeah. to all the people who have been shaving for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you need to have a hair follicle there for the laser to zero in on and take care of. Um, and I mean, honestly, the with the painless laser, it is really great. The there's obviously it's not cheap, but right. in the long run, it's much cheaper than waxing. Um, you, I so, mean, you think yeah. about that. Like, if you are really on top of it, I mean, it's one thing if you know you're somebody who every once in a while you will you know go for a wax. But if you're doing this regularly, it really is cheaper in the long yeah. run because by the time you wax leave a tip, that whole thing, right. get there, go back yep. to your home. I mean, it starts to really add up. Yep. And then you're thinking, okay, well, I want to be, you know, without hair in whatever area you're choosing. And then within a few days, it's growing back. So it's just, it was one of these things that just made such a difference. You know, especially like, I think for women with their underarm area, was something that people see all the time. And just to not have this hair there like you know I have to shave every single day or you know or even the shadow you know even when you shave and you there's still that shadow it it's amazing to just literally not have right I mean that's what my wife always tells me she's like it's such a time saver it's such a time saver which which is interesting because I still take the time to shave even though I have no hair there it's like just like 
it built in me. <laughs> Exfoliating, I guess. Exfoliating. I have to bring my razor. Exactly. I have to bring my razor everywhere. My husband's like, you have no hair. And I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. It's my, I've been doing it since I was, you know, a teenager. I can't, I can't stop doing it. I mean, it was just like literally bring, putting the, the razor over. Um, but no, I, I really do think that out of, um, you know, everything that I've sort of learned about and uh, over the past few years, the laser hair removal is really, really like a big change. I remember you said to me right before you were going to start, you said to me, you're like, now you do understand that this is permanent, like it's not going to grow back. And I'm like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that like last minute. Are you sure about right. this? I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. There is some bikini hair removal regret that happens out really? there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing you can honestly do. Yeah, so you do. I don't yeah, you know. should be pretty sure. I, mean, I guess, yeah. I guess things go through like different different phases right okay the other thing that i've heard about that i am curious but i know very little i actually don't even know what it's called so you're we're gonna have to do okay. the ilaria search for what the word is what's this thing where people take like a razor and they like shave their skin dermaplaning dermaplaning what yep. is that and why do people do it and so is it good uh, and what are your thoughts yeah so it is definitely safe it definitely leaves your skin feeling a lot smoother so basically what's happening is a blade a surgical blade is being very gently um, scraped along the surface of your skin, so causing exfoliation. The feedback I've gotten from patients who get it regularly is that their face feels so smooth, mostly because those tiny little baby hairs are being removed. So for a few days, even those little that little peach fuzz that everybody has on their face. Do I do I have peach fuzz on I, my face? I don't know. Everybody I have to does. Take a look. Probably not does you. Everyone has, but you. Everyone in the world <laughs> except for me. Yeah. I'm all of a sudden gonna like go around to me. I'm like, where's the thing that throws the hair on my face? Yeah. No, does everybody have hair I mean, on their face? Everybody's got a little got bit. Got a little yeah. bit of hair yeah, on their face. That's oh, so interesting. A little bit of peach fuzz. I have to spend not, more time in the mirror. <laughs> not having that um, definitely leaves your face looking smoother. There's thoughts that it's causing little tiny, tiny micro injuries on the very surface of your skin that is causing new skin formation, new collagen formation. That is debatable. So if you ask most dermatologists, myself included, I think there's not enough injury that's happening that any sort of permanent improvement's happening, but it does leave your skin feeling very smooth for a few days. For a few days. A few yeah. days. A few days. A few days, maybe a week or no, two. No, because yeah. you, again, you go yeah. to like the YouTube or the Instagram videos and yeah. you see like the, yeah. these people Everything like shaving. And, and so we'll, smooth. It's also that like satisfaction of like all these dead skin cells that people mm -hmm. are like, they're showing that are coming off of. And you think like, oh my God, that's on my face right. all the time. Yeah, that's kind of the similar concept with microdermabrasions and different types of facials where stuff like that is done. It's very superficial right. and it, it is going to leave you with a little bit of glow. It's going to leave you looking smooth great for prep for an event great if you're getting married great if you need to you know take but pictures it doesn't last but very nothing long. you're not doing anything permanent got it now i do feel like we go through phases of what looks good i mean you look back in like the 1700s and people like wore these gigantic ridiculous wigs and powdered their face like very very matte white um, right now we are going through a very dewy look we're all into that youthful glow which I think is like really fun but I also don't know if I'm just like caught up in the movement and like you know two two years later we're gonna be like everything matte powder yeah, yeah. <laughs> gigantic wigs white powder um the thing that I think about because I'm like slapping moisturizer on my skin now all the time and different oils and stuff like that the thing I get worried about is clogged pores and how do you find that balance? You know, before it would be like, okay, let's do all these different kinds of like things that have alcohol in it to like dry up anything. And if you get a pimple, just dry it out, put something on it. Um, where do you, 
how can I know that everybody has a different kind of skin type, but how can we have that dewy look and not break up? Yeah. So it is honestly, the answer is a little bit unsatisfactory because it does come down to the individual person. So give us the, different types yeah, of skin. Yeah. So the problem with somebody who has, you know, everybody's kind of thinking more is better. So more hydration, the better, the right. more oil, the better. We will be young forever. And yeah. That's really <laughs> only true for people who have super dry skin. Right. Um, if you don't, if you have normal combination oily skin, what I'm seeing more and more of over the last few years as sort of the moisturizers have gotten a little bit more intense, more powerful is especially my female patients. I'm seeing lots of patients walking around with little bumps all over their mm -hmm. face. It's just not smooth. And that's clogged pores. Um, and you can either, if you love the product, use less of it, pick a product that's less moisturizing. That would be another option. Or just be really, really good about cleansing. cleansing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you've got a lot of moisturizer on, just using an oil cleanser to take that off and calling it a day is probably not enough. You have to kind of get your pores squeaky clean before you put on your next uh, application of moisturizer, makeup, things like that. So um, I think cleansing becomes very important. People ask me a lot about what my skincare regimen is. And that's sort of like the daily thing. Like forget about like all the lasers and all yeah, different yeah. kinds of stuff that you can do. No, I know. I love watching those YouTube videos or the uh, Instagram videos Instagram you put up. Instagram videos yeah. of my, <laughs> my makeup tutorials. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I always wonder, because I do feel like my skin changes. Like recently, my skin has been super, super, super dry. And I don't I don't even know why. Probably something hormonal. This is like the first time that I'm not pregnant or breastfeeding in like more than half a decade. Um, so I feel like my body's like, what's going mm -hmm. on? Um, so I've been doing lots of, of moisturizing things. But I do, I'm always curious about masks and different kinds of, of course, the peels. But stuff that we can do at home for our listeners who can't come to you. Yeah. Um, what's like a really good, if you are you know, wanting that dewy look and then sort of your nightly makeup routine. Like I will take, mine is probably not good, but I will take um, a a wash, like a, just like one that I get in, in the drugstore. It's like Neutrogena Naturals. And I wipe, I wipe off the makeup. So I take my makeup off and then I'll take a CeraVe a hydrating cleanser mm -hmm. and then I do that and then I put on a, like a lot of moisturizer and I mm -hmm. sleep like that but like sh should I be doing a mask like, I have a mask that's uh, kills uh, pollutant taking out your pollutant some green thing that smells very minty yep. so I'll do that sometimes mm -hmm. um, but should we be doing like these pore cleansers and, and then you taught me as well about t when your skin is wet taking a rag like a little um, Wash a washcloth yep. and gently making circular yep. motions in order to exfoliate Yep. So the three things I really like for um, keeping your pores as clean as possible besides just basic cleansing are mechanical exfoliation. So that's using movements, friction, so uh, to cleanse your pores. You can use, like they make those spinning brushes. You can buy. But do you like those? Because I, I feel don't. like I broke out after using Yep. So one. I think that for m most people, they can be a little harsh. So And I think that they, they can, can get dirty no matter how much you clean can, them. Yep. And that's true with any of those like loofahs, buff puff, all those things. They can get bacterial, uh, colonized with bacteria very, very quickly. Um, you know, they always do these studies and they show like things you leave in the shower are colonized with more bacteria than almost anything else in your house. Um, so, and that's tends to be where people store these things. So you do need to be careful with, which is why I always tell patients just clean washcloth, use it once, call it a day. 
Um, so that's one thing. Um, I really love vitamin C in general and in cosmetic products for a little bit of chemical exfoliation daily. So it's not going to be harsh. It's not going to make you super dry, but it's going to very, very superficially lightly be exfoliating your pores trying to, so keep your pores open so they don't get congested. Um, that that's another big thing. And then masks. So the clay and masks, uh, draws out basically the oil, the sebum, and all the other sort of stuff that's gooped up in your pores and draws it to the surface. And that's great as a step to take once a week, twice a week. Do you have a clay mask that you like? Um, honestly, you don't need to go super fancy. I mean, we have one uh, that's uh, my own product line, Mod Skin. We have a great mm-hmm. uh, uh, Go Greenly mask. It's, again, same thing. Minty has a little bit of sulfur in it and clay to draw up impurities. Um, Glytone makes a nice mask. I mean, there's so many masks out there. Um, as, as long as, and I don't think you need, it's honestly the clay that matters more than anything. So I wouldn't get something that has lots of added ingredients and oils and stuff that would defeat the purpose. Right. So as simple as possible with a mask, um, anything you could pick up in like the cosmetic section. Whole what foods about those or, clay masks that you see and then they like roll it off or they peel it off? Yeah, so I, I don't love those as much. Um, so I think they, they're not quite as effective as just a traditional clay mask because they've added certain ingredients to make the texture so you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fun, but it's not necessarily doing what it needs it's to do. It's not necessarily yeah. good. What if you have a lot of blackheads? So blackheads are really tough to treat. Um, it requires continuously keeping the pores open, first of all, and then you have to somehow shrink the pores uh, so that they don't keep developing Keeps new developing. blackheads. Mm-hmm. And really the only things that do that, that I mean, there's procedures we can do in the office, um, but at home, really the only thing that I think effectively does it is retinol, retinoids, um, that build collagen, tighten the pores. Um, and not everybody can use retinol. Is that because they burn? Retinol can get drying. It can get irritating for a lot of patients. Um, the three main side effects with retinol are, um, first of all, you shouldn't use it while you're pregnant because it's vitamin A derived. Um, and high doses of vitamin A is toxic during pregnancy. Um, it can be drying. That's the main reason people stop using it. Um, and it can make you sensitive to the sun. One trick that I found with retinol that can get anybody used to it is ease into the routine. So they're meant to be used every night, but don't start that way. Start out just once a week, do it that way for like two, three weeks, then do two nights a week, then three nights a week. So you just keep building and building tolerance to it. Tolerant. Yeah. But that will shrink your pores. It will. It's so the main, um, that class of um, medications, uh, the main indications are for the treatment of acne, including blackheads, um, and then collagen generation, so improving fine lines. And uh, that same collagen generation is going to shrink your pores as well. Do you find that there really is anything that gets anywhere close to the benefits of Botox in terms of retinol and stuff like that? For the in for terms wrinkles. of like wrinkles on the forehead around the eyes, no, not even close. Yeah, so um, just quick, simple, easy improvement. Botox is the quickest way to do it. I tell patients the at home routine is for the skin texture between those deep lines. Got it. Yeah. Now, for people who are you know afraid of the of the harsher things you know how people mm-hmm. see they hear botox and they're like oh my god that's mm-hmm. so that's so scary i mean botox has been around for a long time right a long long time and now there's so many variants of it there's uh 
other brands now as well. How can they? How can people know that they have found somebody who is going to be a good Botox administrator? So, I mean, there's two or three specialties in terms of medicine that are actually have training in cosmetic procedures as part of the whole training they have to get that degree. Plastic surgeons, dermatologists, and uh, what are called uh, facial cosmetic surgeons, which are ear, nose, throat doctors. Oh, okay. um, uh, you know, you, you really can't go wrong going to somebody in those um, sort of uh, specialties because you know that they've had the training right from the beginning. That was part of what they learned. Um, I think I, I would personally never go to somebody to have my uh, gallbladder removed if they learned it in two or three weekend courses. Um, <laughs> right. I would want them to have done it as part of their general surgery training. Right. In the same vein, I wouldn't want somebody operating a laser on my face and potentially burning me or um, sticking me with Botox or fillers or treating my leg veins or any of these things if they haven't had training in that. You see examples every day of people who either went to somebody who wasn't good, went to somebody who didn't know how to say no. I feel like in your profession, you have to be able to be somebody's mirror and somebody's sort of advocate and be like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, No, you don't need more lip filler. No, you don't need more cheek filler. No, your face needs to move a little bit. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You do need to know when to stop. Um, I got reminded of that when you said everybody wants to look more and more and more dewy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, now we have patients that are so addicted. Um, You know, of course, we're not getting them to this point, but they come to us wanting like a resurfacing procedure. And their face is already so tight and shiny. It lo- there's no lines. There's no sunspots. Right. But it doesn't look natural. Right. And, you know, as as uh, human beings, we are continuously evaluating all the other faces we see around us. That's part of our nature. That's how we get attracted to somebody, feel danger from somebody, all that stuff. We look at expressions. And if something's unnatural that's going to strike you more than them looking a little old or having a few exactly. lines. A few lines still looks natural. You can still see beauty in that. Um, when somebody looks plastic, that kind of sends all these warning signals in your brain. Something's wrong here with this person. You know, this is not looking normal. So I, I think it's a big danger to want more. It's definitely a less is more sort of field, cosmetics. Well, one of the things I love about you is that you really are very focused on that there's no fountain of youth. There's, it just doesn't exist. Nope. It doesn't exist. And we're all supposed to get older. And we're all supposed to, you know, uh, have expressions and have emotions and have this and have that. Supporting your body and, you know, making it sort of last and be fresh for as long as possible. Absolutely. But we only go in one direction. And this whole idea of like, we're going to reverse aging and it's going to go backwards and you're going to look like you're 20 years old. You're just going to look scary. We are 100 percent with all these procedures fighting nature and nature is going to win this battle in the end. And we have to kind of let it win it gracefully and slowly. We're going to slow it down. But the word is graceful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is not a fight you're going to win against nature. So um, it's futile to try and it can end up looking disastrous. Okay. So talk to me about your skincare line because so I when you go to visit Dr. Akavan in his 
office. He's like he's he's like a mad scientist. Sometimes he's got like you see like beakers and all these different things. And he's he he works so hard. Is often there till late uh, late in the night, and and he's just trying to you know perfect this and perfect this and has such a you know as opposed to some people who literally slap their name on a product that somebody else has made. You really want to own own your products and feel really good about it. So what's that process like? And talk to us about what your what your skincare products. Um, hold. Yeah. So my, uh, together with my business partner, Alyssa D. Benedetto, we've been kind of working. Our our goal is to have a product line that's filled with natural ingredients. Hopefully, one day only natural ingredients that still feels like some of those products that you love, like the Cerave, the Neutrogenas of the world. Um, that's kind of the. It's been very difficult to process. We're very close. We actually have lots of products we're very hopeful with in their final stages of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very close, but that's what you usually see me working on. Um, and and what I find is with natural products, a lot of times you'll go into a health food store or look online and you'll the ingredients sound so exciting, but then you get it and it just feels like literally olive oil, right. you know, and, and you're like, I can't walk around with this on my face. You know, right. it's, it's, it's not, it may work for somebody, but it doesn't work for 99% of people right. um, versus you put on that CeraVe moisturizer, you put on your La Mer that has some natural ingredients, but also has a lot of ingredients you can't pronounce and it feels so smooth and silky and mm-hmm. makes your skin look so good. And it's kind of a trick to get those two things to kind of work together. So um, that's that's what we're working on. We're trying to get products that uh, go on the skin feeling like the creams that you're used to, but have ingredients you can pronounce and recognize and, and uh, no mystery about them, and that they're all natural. And that's definitely, I mean, I'm in a journey to get more and more natural. You know, I mean, I, I mentioned um, Neutrogena and CeraVe, and these are, you know, some washes that I'll use. Um, I also have like Tata Harper and um, and and stuff like that, and so I'm I'm kind of experimenting with different with different things, and it is that sort of battle of okay, I want to use things that you could essentially eat. They say don't put anything on your skin that you right. wouldn't actually eat. Yep. But you want it to work. Yeah. And, and it's not even just consistency. It's you want it to be absorbed into your skin and actually do something. Right. So it's, yes. Because otherwise, what's the point? Rosehip oil is great. And it is actually anti-inflammatory. But if you just take some rosehip and rub it on your skin, it's just sitting on top of your skin. You know, right. so we have to get it to penetrate, actually have its anti-inflammatory effects. Um, some things that you can look to right now that are sort of ingredients that still feel great, but actually are naturally derived. I love my, my sort of big things I always tell my patients, um, besides the obvious of sunscreen, is hyaluronic acid and serums that contain hyaluronic acid. That's a natural component to our body. It's a humectant, meaning it draws water to itself. So you put it on your skin, that dewy, that word dewy again that you used, um, it, it creates that dewy skin um, by drawing water from the environment to your skin, plumps, so you get some immediate hydration and benefit. And it's anti-inflammatory as well, so some long-term improvement. Um, 
vitamin C I mentioned, besides the fact that it's exfoliating every, every day, it's anti-inflammatory, going to help with sunspots, um, and uh, because of that has anti-aging benefits as well. Um, another great ingredient, the CeraVe you mentioned has this, is niacinamide, mm-hmm. um, which is derived from vitamin B3, um, anti-inflammatory, helps with acne, helps with rosacea, helps with skin inflammation, helps with perioral dermatitis, um, all those little bumps I was talking about that sometimes um, women are getting from a little overhydration um, with products. Um, that's another great thing. I mean, and there's stuff out there that works. It's just uh, there's so much stuff out there. There's that so doesn't. much stuff out there. There's yeah. so many options, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, which one should I should I do? Right. So that's kind of where we are with our product line. We right now have sort of a mix of things that we like that derive from natural ingredients, but um, our, our goal is by uh, 2020 to be an all-natural product line, which well, time will tell. Well, the, the clock is ticking because yep. I literally know that when you're happy with a product, it literally is going to be perfect because yep. you are constantly tweaking it for like a really long time, like yep. years. Yeah. Years you've I mean, been working I think on this. The, the ones that we just sent off for stability testing, you and I were talking about maybe two years yes. ago. Yeah. yeah. No, yep. I'm very excited. You're going to yep. see like my shelves are like only your product <laughs> line once these actually come out. It's going to be like pure perfection. I, um, I, I've been asking questions that, um, that people, that you guys wrote to me on my Instagram this morning because I said that, I mean, everybody, um, we had Dr. Agavan on a few months ago and every, you guys all loved him so much that he is our first guest who has come back oh, for a second wow, one. Because we, I, I didn't know, know that. Wow, no, yeah, no, you're you. only wow. guest who has come okay. back for a second oh one because you guys loved him so much. So I've been trying to like ask all the questions that you guys have been texting me to ask. Um, we do have to let him go in a few moments, but I do want to get um, a stretch mark quick um, like, so it, I probably will have another baby at some point. Mm-hmm. What should I be doing during, I feel like I've been playing with fire. I have no stretch marks yet, but if I have a fifth child, is <laughs> well, that, is that going to be the, you have <laughs> superhuman skin? So, um, the, so yes, the more pregnancies and the higher the birth weight of the babies, the higher your risk for stretch marks. Genetics definitely plays a role as well. Um, there's lots of myths out there about use this oil versus that oil. Palmer's for, cocoa butter. Yeah, that's what my mother right. told me. Yeah, that's what everybody's <laughs> mother told them. Uh, there's no evidence that shows that one form of moisturizing works better than the other, but moisturizing in general probably does help. So not letting your skin get over dry just increases its elasticity, allowing it to expand a little bit more. Um, afterwards, it's all about sort of trying to repair, trying to get that collagen that's been and stretched out. And it takes a while get... for it to come back. I mean, I even yeah. noticed my son just turned one and I've been noticing even recently my skin is starting to get tighter. It's a process. People right. get it frustrated. Is. They're like, okay, the baby's now, out and two months later you they're... You need to be a f- uh, patient. I mean, it, it is pretty amazing how well the body can bounce back. It almost never bounces 100% back, but it, it is amazing if you're just patient and just give it time. A lot of that pigmentation that you don't like disappears. Um, breakouts and hormonal things can go away. Um, muscle strengthens, skin bounces back. So yeah, patience is a big part of it. And then there's things you can do to kind of regenerate the collagen that's been lost um, in the areas you have stretch marks. So some of those same procedures we talked about, the lasers, the microneedling, they've all been shown to help. You can improve. microneedle your belly? You can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we do that all the time. Um, it's the same process it is for the face where we're treating fine lines. It's all collagen that we're trying to generate. So whether it's 
fine lines, acne scar, surgical scar, or a stretch mark, you're, you're in the end going to use the same process to try and get that to occur. And they have this microneedling with like some special something in it, some like magical lotion. I've heard, again, yeah. this is all is like stuff that pops up on my Instagram. I'm like, what is this new magic? Yeah, we try. I mean, one of the most popular things we do is PRP, platelet-rich plasma. We draw your blood. Is this the vampire out. facial? Yeah, that's what some people call it. <laughs> um, we draw your blood. We um, take, we isolate the platelet-rich plasma, which has all the growth factors in it. And we introduce that as we're microneedling. Um, that's how the microneedling works in the first place. It's poking holes that are getting your body to release its growth factors, we're going to supplement that with uh, the PRP and it, it boosts the results. There's no studies with PRP, unfortunately, showing how much it helps. Right. So it's all kind of guesswork. I, In my experience, I do think it makes a difference when we add it, but it's definitely not necessary. You can do the microneedling alone as well. And for people, I mean, I, I am a news junkie, so make sure with any of those kinds of things, any of these things, period, but like especially when it comes to your blood, Go to a good place because there are so many like horror stories. I know. I saw that recently. Yeah, the guy kept gave gave HIV to a lot of his patients. That's what I heard. Yeah, I saw that. But that's the thing. Like one thing I've always like I'll caution people like don't buy don't buy any of these procedures on Groupon. Like bad idea. Yeah, it's Groupon. Like I I microbladed my eyebrows recently and like I love it. Mm -hmm. And then I gave uh, the gift of eyebrows as we call it to my to one of my friends, and um and she sends me this like article about this woman who left with four eyebrows from microneedling, but she also got it for like a hundred bucks on Groupon. Yeah, and I'm like that won't happen too because this you we did not buy this on Groupon. And again, these things that we want to play around with, they can be expensive, and so it's it's kind kind of but you, you have to take it seriously. You have to take it seriously and you know as much as we always want to find sort of a shortcut and make things more accessible and stuff like that is you really want to take care of your body and your body just as you are is way more worth it than you going and finding somebody who's not very good and them making a big mistake that is going to eventually cost you more money and pain and exactly maybe a lot sometimes of tears. it's better just to not just do to, it just not because yeah. maybe you are beautiful yep. just as you are I'm sure that thank you is. okay <laughs> tell me what your uh, your favorite thing is. Am I allowed to say one of my own products? Of course you Okay. So it would be the Revolution Serum by ModSkin. It's our hyaluronic acid serum. Um, I really, really love that product. It can be used day and night, a few drops as first layer on your skin, draws water into itself, plumps the skin, and has some long-term anti-inflammatory, anti-aging benefits as well. Um, That would be the one I would pick. I'm sorry to pick my own. No, you can pick your own. And I'm going to, I'm just going to again vouch for you. Like he's been working on these for so long that it's a good one. Trust me. It's been a pleasure to be here. And he is the only person who has come back for a second round. Is, that is truly an honor. I had no idea. Thank no, you so it's much. So exciting. Thanks so much. We're going to have to me. do a third version Thank you. too. Mom! All right, guys, that was Dr. Arash Akhavan. One thing that I've been doing this summer after talking with him is I have been reapplying every 80 minutes sunscreen. Um, This summer, more than any other summer, we've been using rash guards and hats and everything. I'm trying to get more and more serious about um, the damage that sun can do on our skin. I'm somebody who's burnt like maybe three times in my entire life. And people will say, oh, that must be so lucky. And in some ways, I feel like the burn teaches us to take care of our skin. And for me, my skin doesn't tell me that. Um, But 
it's just as important, regardless if we burn or don't burn, to really take care of our skin, also do skin checks ourselves, and make sure that we get our yearly one in. Yeah, and I will just say on the point of rash guards and things like the the sort of suits that have UPF in them already – I I find them to be a total game changers. I love them because my kids, it doesn't, I, I mean, look, they're, you know, they're kids. They'll let me put sunscreen on once, maybe twice. And then it's just a fight. Even the glitter ones and the fun ones and the colorful ones. And there's so many great, you know, options out there now for kids, especially. But um, but getting as much sun coverage as possible into their actual swimwear, I have found to be so helpful. Um, and also, you know, at, look, I think at a certain point, you can also start to get your kids to get involved and and remind you, which, look, my, I don't know about you guys, but my kids love telling me what to do. They love reminding me of things I've forgotten. <laughs> so I so I put them on patrol of like, oh, did you guys have sunscreen the last you know hour, last two hours, um, which they always seem to enjoy. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. My favorite thing is a sun hat. I was that person that thought that I couldn't pull off hats for like the longest time. And these are my thoughts about when you say you can't pull it off. If you feel like you can pull it off, you can pull it off. So I would like look around and see all these people wearing these like really cool like sun hats all the time. And I was like, oh, I wish I could be one of those. And I don't know why I thought I couldn't pull it off. I think it almost felt like I was dressing up. Um, But anyway, I started just going with it. Um, And I uh, recently got a San Diego hat. You can find them on Amazon. And it has this like, like gigantic brim and it's absolutely fabulous it's so dramatic and I love wearing it all the time it took me like a minute and like my my kids had to tell me that they liked my hat before I was like felt more comfortable in it but um but I absolutely love it and then you know one of the things that Dr. Akaban was talking about is you know we, we talked about the everybody's been very focused on whatever sunscreen and the different ingredients that is absorbed in our skin. And if we're lathering ourselves up a lot, that is increasing the amount that's coming into our skin. So covering up our skin is extremely important. And one of these like super wide brim hats really helps. So I don't have to put as much uh, sunscreen on my skin. So anyway, I recommend a really dramatic big hat. And I love the San Diego one. Fun. I'm always looking for a good hat, and my head is so enormous. Um, and your head is not enormous, but I. But maybe they will have a size that fits. No, me actually, to be honest, I yes. think that I actually have. I don't want to say it's like a big head, but I think it's bigger than you would think it is because for I your fit proportions. In, yes, I fit into bigger hats. See, I think like Alec and I could share hats like that. I I feel like I have a six foot tall man's head. (laughs) Well, you know what? They say that people with big heads are very successful. So I feel like you, that is just. Oprah has a huge head. So I'm going to go with that. Exactly. Right there. If any, we all want to be exactly like Oprah. So there you go. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So in keeping with this hat theme, actually, well, two things. One is, as I will just say, because I feel like I get a lot, I I posted a few pictures um, on Instagram. Instagram and I feel like I get questions about them all the time. The the UPF like the the SPF inclusive I think it's a, I think it's an SPF 50 um, swimsuit slash cover up that my kids wear a lot are from Mott 50, which I know um, I know that we you know but we both are fans of their stuff and they have um, 
they just have like a lot of really cute designs and they're really I've had the ones that we have until my kids grow out of them. They last really well, which I love. And they're really just very um, functional and cute. But I also wanted to tell you guys about this um I love this actually. I love that motherhood in many um in many regards it's like you deal with groundhog days so much and you're going through the same problems over and over and over again until and it just forces your brain to start thinking creatively about cool solutions. And um and so I feel like a lot of the time the sort of mompreneur wave is because Moms are just full of creativity and they're faced with dilemmas that they need solutions for and so and nothing's coming up for them. So they just create it themselves. Anyway, that's what this sort of feels like to me. A mom um, had reached out to me at, on Instagram and wanted me to know about her company, which is called Bitty Bra, B-I-T-T-Y-B-R-A-H. And guys, just a reminder, we always link to our favorite thing products in the description of each episode of the podcast. So don't worry if you are you know driving or whatever and can't write this down. But um, anyway, she's told me about this and it's her house hat company that she created for her kids it looks like and they're super cute they kind of look like surfer boy hats and they're like wide brimmed and nylon and water resistant um, and they have a little drawstring closure so they won't blow off your child's head on the beach which is always or on a windy day or in the car or whatever which is always nice um, and they just you know my kids don't love to wear hats I'll be honest with you but I feel like these look so comfortable and um, and you know, they're just cutie little hats. So I feel like we're going to try these out. I haven't tried them yet. I'm going to order some and I'll let you know how they do. But I always like to let you guys know about cool new things I come across. And I think this is one that um, that will help the rest of your summer go smoothly and sunburn free. Thanks, guys. That's all we have for Mom Brain this week. We'll see you next Wednesday. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about us. We are on YouTube. We have our own channel um, with our episodes, the videos of us recording them if you want to see those. And we also, of course, are on Instagram at Mom Brain. Come be a part of our tribe. Tell your friends. Well, we're all thinking about you, Daphne. And you just stay cool. I had an August baby and it's rough. Uh, it's bring rough. me a slushy. <laughs> Everybody better be waiting on you hand and foot at home. Yeah. Right. Tell them. Yeah, right. Exactly. I will. I will call them right after this. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Mom Brain is a Gallery Media Group original production.